0: But Alright, so um, I didn't even mention last night that the reason, like, okay, because my mind just works in funny ways. So the reason I worried you too, last night, I was like, that could be a great reminder that God still has a happily ever. It's kind of like francis so I'm like, it just as a reminder that, guess what, God believes in happily ever afters, amen? And he believes in victory, and you know, so one thing about me, how many of you do not like movie spoilers? Like, that is my biggest pet peeve. Like, honestly, like, if we're gonna be besties, like, please. Do not spoil a movie for me. Like, I won't even watch previews to movies. Like, I am very extreme, okay, (laughs) if you haven't noticed. Like, I'm very extreme. And even, like, my favorite movie is The Lion King. (laughs) Besides, it's a wonderful life because Jimmy Stewart, come on. He's amazing. My dream guy. But so, um, The Lion King, it's a great movie. It's very biblical. And so, it really is. But remember who you are, okay? But anyways, when the new Lion King came out, not the cartoon tune one i mean of course i know what happens in the lion king but even when the previews would come on i would cover my eyes and like rush to the bathroom and like cover my ears because i'm just weird but um so all that to say i do not like spoilers but here's one spoiler that i do like so are you ready spoiler alert okay (laughs) that if you don't quit no matter what it looks like right now if you don't quit if you refuse to give in if you refuse to back down But you step out, you keep on believing against all hope. You know, like Romans 4 says that that against hope, they believed in hope. Against any reason to keep on expecting, what did they do? Abraham and Sarah, they kept on expecting. Their expectation was in God. And like Galatians 6, 9, you know, do not grow weary in well-doing. Do not grow weary in well-doing. Why? Because if you don't quit, you will reap a harvest you got to keep on keeping on. So here's a spoiler alert. If you don't quit, you always win. You always win. You always win. You can know ahead of time how this is going to turn out. Amen? How it's going to turn out no matter what you're going through in life. And like we were talking about last night, God is a master at taking the very thing. The enemy would mean to be your end and your destruction. He can even take that thing and turn it around for your good. Amen? Something I like to say, and you might want to start saying it too, is that everything always works out for me in Jesus' name. Everything always works out for me in Jesus' name. You can try it on for size. It feels good. (laughs) You know, everything always works out for me in Jesus' name. Whoo, God, you know, we don't have to be moved by what's seen. Amen? Why? Because God's working behind the scenes. He's working behind the scenes. He's working on your behalf. He's faithful. He's able. Like Romans 4, it says how um, that they knew that Abraham was fully persuaded that God was able and he's mighty to keep his word, to do exactly what he promised. So I had the tutu on to remind you that God believes in happily ever afters. If it's not good, it's just not over yet. Keep on going forward. Today I got a believe shirt on. Guess what we're going to talk about this morning, all right? (laughs) It's just a visual reminder here. It says she believed, and we are believers in the house. Amen? We're not doubters. We are believers. Amen? All right, with that being said, let's go ahead. Let's actually turn there because It is good to have our eyes rest on the word of God. Let's look at Romans chapter 4. Oh, and I have to say this because my mom told me to say it. (laughs) my mom always says you gotta listen to your mom don't play ball in the house no that's from the Brady Bunch but um Romans no I was gonna say she said Romans 4 no she said tell everyone to become friends with you on Instagram and Facebook to keep you encouraged because I do like to um post some preaching videos and just encouragement so if you want to become friends on there I'm on there. The grams are on there, all the, all the people. So, all right, Romans chapter 4. Um, let's see right here. Let's look at um, in verse 17. And it says, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. I think it was when Christy was speaking. She said how, God, how she didn't plan it, but God planned it for them. And I mean, how many of you have heard before that God has a plan for your life? Have you heard that <laughs> that God has a plan for your life? But the moment she said that, it was like that light. That's the thing about the Word of God that if we ever approach God's Word thinking, "Oh, I know that. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me something new." If we ever, uh, we, it's a good way to check ourselves. That if we ever have that approach, that means that it's not as real to us as it should be. Because if the Word is real to us, if it's alive to us, guess what? There there's an excitement there about that we can never exhaust one scripture because the word of God is alive amen it's alive it's active it's energizing it's operative it's sharper than any two-edged sword amen and just like a sword cuts off what doesn't belong, you know, that word, as we speak God's word, you can cut off that shame, you can cut off that doubt, you can cut off that depression, whatever it might be, amen? And it just, as she spoke that word, it just came alive on the inside of me, like, wow, God has some surprises for us. God has, like, um, so, so, like, how many planners do we have? Do we have any planners in the house? How many spontaneous people do we have? okay. I'm somewhere in the middle, (laughs) probably more on the spontaneous side, but like, I'm like a spontaneous planner, I don't know, but, but, and you know, sometimes it can be like, like, I think I can have really good ideas, like, oh, like, that would be great to do this, and I could do that, like, good ideas, and then, but as I just heard that word, it, like, this rest came upon me, that, hey, I don't have to figure it all out, I don't have to come up with every detail, because guess what, God's smarter than me, (laughs) God's smarter than us and you know he he sees things and he knows things that we don't know and he's gone before you making the crooked places straight making darkness light before you he has planned some things for you (laughs) that's exciting he's planned some things and the storm it's like when Jesus and his disciples loaded up in the boat one of my favorite stories you know Jesus spoke the end from the beginning And he said, hey, let us go. We're going to go to the other side. And when that storm came up, guess what? No trial, no storm has the power to change what God has spoken. And it didn't take God by surprise. Now, we know that God is good. How many of you know that? God is good. The devil's bad. Anything good, where does it come from? From our good, good, faithful father. Anything bad comes from the thief who comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But God is greater. Jesus came to give you life. Amen? But nothing takes him by surprise. And like we said last night, God would not allow anything for you to come up against anything in your life that you don't have the power to overcome, the strength of resistance, that endurance, the greater one, the Holy Spirit. We're talking about being in power. You are empowered by him. Amen? You're one spirit within me. That should just uh, stir up that spirit of faith and victory on the inside of you to know, hey, if it's in my life, I can whip it. Hey, if it's in my life, we can win every time. You win again and again and again in him. Amen? Now, thanks be unto God. Right now. I like that word now. N-O-W. Right now. Before anything changes, before you feel any different. Right now. Make the choice to rejoice. Make the choice to believe God. Make the choice, like we're going to read in Romans 4, against hope. Believe in hope. In his word, Psalms 119 says, do I hope? In your word, do I set my expectation? So no storm, no trial, the passing of time, the disappointments of the past, they don't have the power to change. But God has spoken about you. He has a plan for you. It's a good plan. You can rest. You can just like... Ah, take a deep breath. I have to tell myself that sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes when I preach, people say, do you breathe? I'm like, sometimes. (laughs) Mind your own business. No, okay, so, you know, (laughs) you can just take a deep breath and you can rest and just receive God's best. Amen. Those who believe, Hebrews 4, says you do enter into rest. The pressure is not on you to make it happen. Amen. We're the believer. God's the performer. No storm, no trial has the power to change what God has spoken to you. And, you know, talking about the disciples in the boat, you know, the presence of that storm did not mean the absence of God, amen? The presence of that storm, why? Because Jesus was in the boat with them. But Jesus, he is our example, amen? And he was asleep in the back of the boat. You know, there's no fear in God's love. There's no intimidation in him. You don't have to be intimidated by the past, amen? God has a bright future for you. You're not defined by what lies behind, God doesn't consult your past to determine your future, amen? Your past doesn't change the plan that God has for you. Aren't you thankful for the blood of Jesus? You're a brand new creation, washed in his blood. We overcome by the blood of the lamb, by the word of our testimony. So from a position of rest, Jesus woke up, you know, and, and isn't it amazing that out of everything the disciples could have said when they woke Jesus, Jesus up, they said, Master, Master. And if you remember, they said, do you care about us? Here we are perishing. Do you care? The one question on the forefront of their minds. And we know that Jesus Christ, he's the same. Aren't you thankful? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, it's also good to know that your enemy, that the enemy who roams around like a lion, seeking whom he may devour, he's also the same yesterday, today, and forever. And to be forewarned is to be forearmed. Amen? And just like in the beginning, he tried to slither his way in there like a serpent, bringing deception. You see the enemy, he's a defeated foe, but he does use the tools of distraction and deception. Distraction and deception. Did God really say that? Is God really going to do that in your life? You know, are we really going to make it to the other side? Does God really, if God cared about you, why are you going through the storm that you're going through? That's a lie he uses all the time. Just like the disciples in the boat, and don't worry, we will get back to Romans four. It's one of those loops. But wait, (laughs) but all right, but you know, just like he said, he would try to use that storm and that trial. If God really cared about you, you wouldn't be facing that storm. You wouldn't be facing that trial. But we never have to question or doubt God's love. Amen. Because God, God's word is Him speaking directly to us. Amen. And God has already demonstrated his love for us. First of all, he made you, amen. He made this whole world for you. He made you. He loves you. And then, you know, he so loved you that he sent his son to die for you. And then Jeremiah 31, verse 3, in the message, God said, yes, I have loved you. This overwhelming yes, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love, an unchanging love. An unfailing love, a love that will never go away, amen? Whew, just take a deep breath and rest in his love. There's no fear in his love. And First John 4, it talks about how we not only have known about this love. I mean, especially in my life, you know, I grew up loving Jesus my whole life. So I, I heard about Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you. I've heard that my whole life. But there's one thing from just knowing something, being familiar about something but then choosing to do with the verses. We've known this love and believed, and believed, and believed. Aren't you thankful? We believe this morning, amen? We're believers. We believe the love that God has for us. And those who believe, ah, enter into rest, enter into rest, amen? And just like Jesus, because um John 17, verse 23, you know, Jesus prayed for you, and he said, Father, that they would know that you love them the exact same way you love me. Wow. God loves you the exact same way he loves Jesus. That's the major love here. God is love. He doesn't hold back any of his love. If he gave you Jesus, he gives you everything, amen? And he loves you the exact same way he loves Jesus. Jesus. And what he says to Jesus, you know, it's like uh, in Matthew 3 where Jesus was baptized in the river Jordan. And I kind of have a cartoon version of mine. <laughs> and I picture Jesus coming out of the river and just the clouds splitting, you know, the light shining down on him. And there is a voice from heaven that said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Well, guess what? This morning you are not lost in a crowd of people. You're not lost in a sea of people. God loves you. He knows you. And the the spotlight of his love is shining down on you this morning. And he's saying, you are my beloved daughter. You are my daughter. The joy of my heart. The joy, the smile on my face. God's not ashamed of you. God's not mad at you. God loves you. God is not against you. He's a faithful father. He's a faithful father. We can trust him. We can believe him. Faith works by love. Amen. God loves you. He loves you. And it's one thing to know about something. Knowing, it's like knowing there's water in a pool. That's one thing. It's another thing to dive on into that pool and experience it. It's time to dive into his love, experience his love. It's personal for you. It's not just for someone else. Yes, he loves the whole world, but he loves you. He loves you. We can be like the disciple who said, I am the one he loved, the one he loves. You know, we need to talk about ourselves that way. You need to, to wake up in the morning. Now, thanks be unto God. Right now, it doesn't matter how you feel. You tell your soul to rejoice. Amen. You say now. Thanks be unto God. You can thank him. That's meditating the Word of God. It's personal. It's relational. Psalms 1 talks about how we're like a tree that's firmly planted by the rivers of water. Meditating upon the Word day and night. Letting our roots going down deep. Just having that conversation. Thanking God. You can say, I thank you, Lord. Keep it relational. Keep it vertical. Amen? And you can meditate upon the Word of God. And the entrance of His Word brings light. And He gives you know the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. It all works together. If that heaviness tries to come against you like we were talking about those labels this is our victory it's even our faith amen faith is the victory that overcomes the whole world we and what does faith do we believe she believed we believe therefore we speak so you can thank god so i thank you lord that you love me i thank you god that you've chosen me i thank you god You said in Hebrews 13, 5, and 6, you said, I will never leave you or forsake you. I will not. I will not. I will not in any degree leave you helpless. God, you're with me. I'm not alone this morning. Meditate upon the word. Thank him for his love. That's how it becomes more of a reality for us. Amen? And you're loved just the same way as Jesus was loved. And in John 14, verse 27, Jesus said, hey, my peace I give unto you. Not a fragile peace, not a peace dependent on circumstances. He said, my peace I now give and bequeath unto you. And he said, um, you know, do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't let the balls in our court. Like we were saying, there's some things that only we can do. It's up to us to say No. I resist the devil and he will flee from me in Jesus' name. So, and the devil doesn't just come with a knocking on the door with a pitchfork and a red cape and horns. <laughs> no, he can come with intimidation and the spirit of fear. But God's not given you the spirit of fear, amen. But the spirit of power and love and a sound, disciplined mind under control. Your victory is in your voice. You believe the word, so you speak the word. Resist the devil. Resist fear. Resist anxiety. You have the same peace as Jesus. You're loved the same way. And Jesus also said, hey, behold, I give unto you authority. I give unto you power, not just someone else, you. We're talking about speaking the name of Jesus. I was so beautiful this morning. You know we got to speak the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. So you got the same authority, you got the same name, you got the same spirit that raised Jesus. Hey, it sounds like you're in power, amen. Sounds like you've got the goods. That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, and you've got His word, amen. And from a position of rest, Jesus rose up from that place. And what did He do? He, did He say, "Hey, K, or whatever will be will be. If this storm is here, it must be God's will." No, <laughs> He knew it wasn't God's will. That's why He rebuked it. Anything that comes to destroy, that's not God's will. Amen? But you have the victory. Having done all the stand, what do you do? Keep on standing. Keep on believing. Keep on rejoicing. Keep on keeping on. Amen? The joy of the Lord is your strength. So he spoke to the winds. He spoke to the waves. And suddenly there's a great calm. It's a peace. Be still. We talked about those labels. You know, the word of God. And speaking the word, that's, that's our victory, amen? That's how we live that empowered life. His word and his spirit work together, amen? We need to be building ourselves up on our most holy faith. I know that that was so powerful yesterday, you know, uh, seeing those getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Woo! Raise your hand if you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Aren't you thankful for the Holy Spirit? And if you're not filled, you can be filled today, Amen. It reminds me about, okay, so I haven't talked too much about it, but um, I know I mentioned how when I was 15, the Lord spoke to my heart that I was called to the nations, called to preach. And um, so just been really blessed by the faithfulness of God, just seeing the doors that he's open to, to go all over the world. And whatever it is in your heart, God's faithful. He's able. He's mighty to do it. Amen? To open doors here and wherever else it might be for you. But God's faithful and the whole world is a mission field amen it's it's a harvest right it's ready but um, so on the last trip, I was just in Egypt teaching at some of the Rhema Bible schools over there. Had an amazing time teaching on the authority, the believer. And hey, aren't you thankful God's a demonstrator, amen? And it was just such an awesome, glorious time. And just even seeing the students um, exercising the authority that's been given to them. So many healings took place. Uh, there is one little girl. Actually, there is was um, a pastor. I found out later she was a pastor. She was one of the students at the school. And she had her two daughters with her. And when they first came to the school, as I was preaching and everything and just um, engaging with the students, you know, I noticed that there was just so much heaviness on them. And I didn't know what was going on. You know, I was praying for them and just, like, kept going on. And um, as time went on, you know, I found out that actually... I guess um, she had some difficulties during her pregnancy and one her youngest daughter is actually born with her leg being much shorter than the other leg and so the daughter you know you could even see the heaviness on her and and she wasn't able to play outside she would get teased a lot she wasn't really able to have a normal fun childhood but aren't you thankful that jesus is the healer he's the healer he's the healer and we have authority in the name of jesus Talking about believing God. Well, Jesus said that believers will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So how many believers do we have? Raise your hand. If, I'm a believer. Okay, and you've got hands too. Wow, that's good. Okay, <laughs> so you know what? You can go ahead. You can lay hands on the sick. Wherever In Walmart, you can do this. Uh, you know, in Target, Target, whatever you like, Chick-fil-A even. But <laughs> so you know you you're like god's secret agents going in all the world amen but right there in the class you know what um god demonstrated that and we took authority over that and thank god that little girl it was just so precious to see how jesus touched her and i mean her leg grew out and just the joy that was restored into that family oh it was just a beautiful time just seeing that heaviness off of them and you know even before that I was really um, encouraging the students. Just had joy really strong in my heart because even before you see it with your natural eyes, like James one, that in every trial count it all joy, count it all joy. Why? Because we know that God. We're not. Um, we're not just saying like, oh wow, I'm just so happy that I'm going through the struggle. No, we're we're rejoicing that God's the God of the breakthrough. And he's the God of the turnaround, the greater the trial, the greater the storm, the greater the turnaround, amen? So that's why we can rejoice ahead of time because we believe God. We believe God. We believe God, amen? So, yeah, I had a great time in Egypt and had a great time in Turkey. Turkey was a lot about, um, each place was really different on this last trip. Turkey was all about the children and the youth, which was really, really fun. And then, oh my gosh, you talked about that service with the children having that powerful time at that camp. Oh man, it was just precious to see these children, how hungry they are. And Jesus was just really speaking to them and just the presence. It was like one of the strongest times of sensing the presence of God with them. It was beautiful. And then went to South Africa. Africa. That was country number 30. Thank you, Jesus. And um, so South Africa was all about reaching the lost and all about evangelism, which was just so much fun. I mean, going into the streets, going uh, where um, the homeless and the drug addicts and rehab centers in the prisons and uh, got to distribute a lot of our books into the prisons and just had revival in the prisons. And it was just an amazing, glorious time. And there we are in the courtyard in the prisons. And man, that was a dream that's been in my heart for so long. And aren't you thankful God's faithful? Whatever dreams in your heart, God's faithful He's able. It matters. The dreams in your heart, God placed them there. Amen? He deposited those desires. He deposited those dreams. And the same God who deposited those dreams and those desires, he's the same one who's able and faithful and mighty to do it. Amen? We believe him. We expect. Amen? So there we were in the prisons. So many got born again. And just, man, a true time of surrendering to Jesus and to his plan. And that we're not defined by what lies behind. He's the God of making all things brand new. And then those inmates, they got filled with the Holy Spirit, the power of God, the, the fire of God. And I mean, we had a time of rejoicing, like just like running in the courtyard and singing. Because you know what? Those walls might be able to confine people, but they don't have the power to keep God out. And some of us here today, maybe for so long, we might not be in a physical prison. But the enemy, he's the same. He roams around like a lion. He tries to keep so many people held captive by their past, held captive by the disappointments of their past, to be a prisoner of their past. But I'm so thankful that Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. He's the healer of the brokenhearted. He's the healer of the brokenhearted. Remember, not just a band-aid, but he makes us whole. Amen? He's the healer of the brokenhearted. He can do what we can't do for ourselves. And then I love that right after that, he said, I give sight to the blind. We know that he heals physical blindness. But did you also know that can also mean some spiritual sight, a vision of victory for your life? Where there is no vision, the people perish. Well, God wants to redeem your vision for your life to know, hey, it's not over. It's not too late for you. Amen. Against hope, believe in hope. He's the God of expectation. He proclaims liberty, freedom to the captives and the opening of the prison door. Whoo, it's open. You know, that'd be kind of sad to live in a prison when the prison door is open. It's open, it's open. And it makes me think about, you know, an Acts with Paul and Silas at the midnight hour. There they were thrown in prison and that could have been a perfect opportunity to have a pity party. <laughs> That would have been a marvelous, perfect opportunity just to just have a pity party. Did you know, how many of you like parties? I'm a partier. I like parties. Come on. <laughs> so um, did you know you're always invited to two parties? At any given moment of any given day, you are invited to two different parties. <laughs> Be careful which one you choose. <laughs> life and death, I set before you. <laughs> choose life. Come on. But, you know, right there, they could have had a pity party. But instead, at the midnight hour, they decided to go and have that praise party. They sang praises unto God. Who they now, thanks be unto God. Now, why? Because we believe God. He's faithful. We believe him. They began to praise God right there. And what happened? Suddenly, He's a God, of suddenly. Amen. The God of the breakthrough will come through for you. He's able. He's mighty. He will do. He watches over his word to perform it in your life. Amen? He watches over his word. I like to say that, you know, one way he watches, he's watching. He's waiting. How? He's waiting and watching to hear it come out of your mouth. Because the moment it comes out of your mouth, guess what? It's out of your hands. And now you place it in God's hands. And God's able to work it and complete it and do it in your life. Amen? He's faithful. He's able. He watches over his word to perform it. And as they spoke the word, as they praised God, they prayed to God. Guess what? Suddenly there was a great shaking. Whoo, a great shaking. And suddenly every door was open and every bondage was broken. Amen. Every chain was broken. Every door was open. And the same applies to us. Keep on praising God. All right, let's get back to Romans 4. Does that sound good? did <laughs> not forget about it. But... Um, Okay, so we said how right there in verse 17, you know, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. We're made in the likeness and the image of God. We should operate the same way as God. Amen. Amen. God's word in your mouth is just as powerful as God's word in his mouth. And then verse 18, who against hope? You know, faith does not uh, swim with the current. No, faith goes against the current. Amen? Faith swims upstream. And it says right there, who against hope, against every reason to expect. He believed in hope. He had his expectation in God that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. Why? Because we have that vision of victory on on the inside of us we he gives sight to the blind before you see it with your natural eyes guess what you see it on the inside and God that's how meditation works together meditation you know it affects your imagination and your vision and it paints a picture of victory on the inside of you if you've been dealing with sickness God wants you to meditate healing scriptures why so that 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 vision of healing of you see yourself getting better and better day by day. Day by day you're getting stronger and stronger. Expect not to get weaker and weaker, expect to get better and better. If it's with your finances, expect that you know as you're a tither and you're a sower that God is able to make that grace abound in your life. He's able to watch over his word. Expect it, expect, and you know, um, faith doesn't put pressure on people. We're looking to God. He's our source, amen? He's able to take care of you. So expect it against hope. Believe in hope. And then it says, um, it says that it was according to that which was spoken. No trial has the power, no storm has the power to change what God has said, what Jesus has said about your life. And being not weak in faith, he considered not. There's a lot of things to consider in life. There's a lot of things uh, just trying to pull on your attention. The enemy is a master distractor, but we need to not consider our own body, not consider the circumstances now dead when he was about 100 years, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of, of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. How? How? Giving glory to God. Now, thanks be unto God who always causes us triumph. We can praise God ahead of time. Amen. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and do exactly what he had promised. We're going to go through a lot of scriptures right now. Let's jump over to Hebrews 11.11. Chris, he was like preaching my message, like, sheesh, the Holy Spirit taking my message. No, all, right. all right, Hebrews eleven, eleven. it says right here, because of faith, what does it say? Sarah herself. Sarah herself. It wasn't just Abraham. Sarah herself. So we ourselves, we can look right now that, you know, God wants us to believe him, to have faith. And Sarah herself received what? strength how many you could use some strength <laughs> strength is a good thing be strong in the Lord amen and the power is might she received strength to conceive seed it takes strength now um, a lot of these scriptures you know they do talk about the physical baby and maybe that's something that you're believing God for this morning God's able he's mighty and nothing's impossible for the one who believes amen God's able to do it God will fulfill what he has told you, he watches over his word to perform it in your life, and a word that, um, that God really spoke to my heart in the beginning of this year, and if it bears witness with you, you can take it for yourself, but going into this year, uh, you know, I was just asking God, God, what are you saying about 2022, and it just rose up in my heart, and he said, long away the dreams will come true in 2022, long away the dreams will come true in 2022 and and we've seen that happening and i and guess what the year's not over and it's a new season and i believe that it's just going to keep on being harvest time amen whoo god's doing a new thing god's doing a new thing so don't let go of the promise of god don't let go it's never too late it's never too late the passing of time does not mean your time has passed so it could be a physical baby that you're believing for are not you thankful jesus is the healer the broken hearted he loves you, he's for you. He's for you. He's on your side. He cares. He sees. Amen. But it could also be sometimes I could represent a dream, a desire, that purpose. I my baton's on the chair. <laughs> God has a baton. He has a purpose for you. Amen. So it could be, um, you know, even a, a desire and a purpose and a dream. Maybe it's to write a book. Maybe it's to, uh, to go back to school, to be a teacher. It's never too late, amen? Whatever it could be because, uh, and here I would love to say this too, that you know what? You don't have to stand behind a pulpit or have a microphone in your hand to be used by God. You're God's secret agents. We need you in position, in your place, running the race God has for you and going into all the world. On assignment, wherever you go. So whatever that dream, maybe it's to write a blog. Who knows? But you know (laughs) those desires on the inside of you. And God knows. And so we need strength. Like Hebrews 10.35, cast not away, therefore your confidence confidence is a faith word cast not away. therefore your confidence is great recompense of reward having done all the stand keep on standing if you don't quit you always when we need some strength and some endurance this isn't just a sprint come on it takes some endurance some endurance to against hope keep on expecting keep on believing so you know the joy of the lord is your strength god has the answer you need some endurance you need some strength well the joy of the lord is your strength in Romans 15, 13, you can write that down if you want. It's one of my favorite verses. And in the Amplified, it says, Now may the God of hope, what's hope again? Confident, joyful, expectation of good. Now, right now, before you see it or feel it, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and what? Joy and peace in believing. When you're believing, you've got some joy and you've got some peace. That you may abound with hope. He wants you bubbling over with expectation through the power of the Holy Spirit. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Having not seen, we believe. And yet believing, we rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. And there's nothing like believing God. Look what Sarah did. How did she receive this strength to conceive seed? And was delivered of a child when she was past age for it. The enemy tries to say, no, you're past the age, you're seasoned. It says, no, he's a liar. Shut up and go in Jesus' name. Don't listen to that. <laughs> and you're not defined by that. When she was past age, how did she receive strength? She judged him faithful who had promised. She counted God faithful. There's nothing like believing that God's faithful. Believing he's faithful. He's able, he's mighty to do it. That will just stir up that joy in believing. Because as you put your eyes on him, the pressure is not on you to make it happen. There's a lot of stories I have in my heart, but you know, like Luke chapter one, let's go there just super duper fast, super duper. All right. Luke chapter one. Here, the angel of the Lord came to Mary. And I love it because in Luke 1 it shows it's such a prime example that we have Mary who is really young and then we have Elizabeth who is a little bit older. God wants you fruitful in every season. God cares about the season that you're in. And from the youngest to the oldest, God has a purpose for you. Amen? And we need each other. And it says right here how in verse Luke 1 verse 30, the best Hallmark story ever um, right here. Best Christmas movie right here. All right. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. And God's saying the same thing to you. Don't be, afraid. Don't be afraid. Fear not. Don't be intimidated by the passing of time. Don't be intimidated by the lies of the enemy. Do not be afraid for you have found grace. Free. I like free stuff. Free, spontaneous, absolute favor and loving kindness with God. And t- tells her about the plan of God that you're going to, you know, have, have uh, give birth to Jesus. It says he will be great. He will be called the son of the most high of his reign. There will be no end. And Mary had a pretty good question <laughs> over here in verse 34. Here Mary had a question. And it wasn't like a question of doubt and unbelief. It was like, hey, okay, I hear what you're saying. Just one question. <laughs> and she said, How? How? How will this be? Like, I don't have a husband. How will this be? And then I love the answer in verse 35 in the Amplified. It says, then the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. You know, you don't have to know. When you know the how. No, I said that wrong. (laughs) When you know the who, you don't have to be worried about the how. Amen? It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. He's able Maybe you feel stuck right now in that shame. Guess what? It's the Holy Spirit. It's his word that's the light at the end of the tunnel. Amen? It's the power of the most high. Keep on stirring up yourself, building up yourself on your most holy faith. Like you charge up your phone, we got to charge up our spirit. Amen? We need to rejoice against hope, believe in hope. We need to look to him. Our expectation is in him. He said, how? The Holy Spirit he will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Amen. And then it says, for with God nothing is ever impossible. No word from God will be without power or impossible of fulfillment. And, you know, I just want to encourage you. We believe, therefore we speak. The moment you speak God's word, you release the power that's within that word to cause it to come to pass. Amen. And then in verse 45 it says, and blessed is she that believes. How many believers? Come on, it's you. Blessed are you the believers for there shall be a performance of those things that were told you from the Lord I got a bracelet I just made that says believe I got a shirt that says believe I had a necklace that says believe I forgot it (laughs) but you know we gotta believe God amen we're believers not doubters cast not away therefore your confidence this great recompense and reward. And there's so many stories we could tell in the Bible. Also, you know, um, think about Paul in Acts, um, where is it? In Acts 27, 25, in the middle of being shipped, shipwrecked, right there, he said, cheer up, cheer up. You might say, that's a funny time to rejoice. <laughs> that's a funny time to cheer up. But the best time to rejoice, the best time to, to speak God's word is when we least feel like it. When it at least looks like it's happening, that's the moment. Stir up yourself. Stir up the gift of God. Stir up that inner fire that is within you. Amen? He said, cheer up. Why? What was the basis of that believing? He said, for I believe God. I believe God. It's going to be exactly as he told me. It's going to be exactly as God told you. Whatever God has spoken to your heart, it's not too late. You're not defined by what lies behind. This is a brand new time. It's a brand new time. It's a brand new time. Psalms 126, it says, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Amen. God is the God of the turnaround. He gives beauty for ashes. He gives you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. He makes all things brand new. Amen. He gives double for your trouble. Amen. For your shame, you're going to have double. Amen. It's going to be better he's the god of the restoration we can rest why because he will restore there's more in store for you we can rest in his love rest in his faithfulness god is the god of the restoration he's the god of the restoration joel two twenty five. he said i the lord your god will make up for the losses who he said i will redeem the years I'll redeem the years, the time you thought was lost or stolen. Guess what? God is greater than time. Amen? God's greater than time. He's doing a brand new thing in your life. It's never too late. Um, It makes me think about, you know, Hannah. She had that desire from God. And the moment she heard from the man of God that that petition, God knows the secret petitions and desires of your heart. He said, hey, Your petition's been heard by God. She didn't see it yet. She didn't feel it. But it says, you know, in 1 Samuel that she was no more sad. She was no more sad. Why? Because she believed God. There's something about believing that causes that joy to rise up. She believed God. She was no more sad. Guess what? It was no more bad. And within the year, that desire that never happened before, within the year it happened. Amen? God is faithful. God is faithful. God is able. God is able. He's mighty. Don't let go. Don't let the passing of time determine your believing. No, we're going to keep on standing. We're going to keep on standing. We're going to keep on standing. Why? God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we're going to look away from all that distracts. If God is constant and consistent, hey, our believing can be constant and consistent because God never changes. God is faithful. God is able. He takes what the enemy meant for evil. He turns it around for good. He turns it around for good. He turns it around for good. And it reminds me of my mama. She's not in the Bible, but she should be. And, you know, I love my mama. um, Best friend, okay. But so, you know, actually, and I'll just share this really quickly that, um If you ever have the joy of meeting my awesome mommy, um, she, you know, she's just a woman full of joy and power. But um, so earlier in life, you know, she was married and um, had, she always desired to have a large family. And, you know, so she ended up and she went through some really difficult trials. You know, she had my sister, who's seven and a half years older than me. So she had my beautiful sister. And then after that, you know, she desired a large family. Well, unfortunately, you know, after um, having, you know, being pregnant for the full term and everything, went into the hospital expecting to have a baby. Well, she ended up having a stillborn after nine months. So, you know, obviously devastation and that pain that my parents went through. And then, still desiring to have a large family, uh, we ended. She ended up having uh, my brother, who um, he's awesome. His name's Stanley. Love Stanley. I love my whole family, but okay. So, anyways, shout out to them. Uh, So, you know, everything went fine with that. But then, went on to have another son, and the same thing happened. That happened before. After nine months, a stillborn again, and she thought, God, this can't happen to the same person twice. And there she was in this pain, in this devastation. So there she was, you know, still desiring to have a large family. and But fear came in and thought, you know, um, with, every, with the pain of all of that that she was facing. And then on top of that, during the same time, actually, it was um, a time where some time had passed. And, but she was thinking, okay, I think I'm going to be okay. And that same day that she said that, she ended up giving a call that her father, my grandfather, who I never got to meet, and I'm sorry, I know this is <laughs> kind of heavy, but um, I just had in my heart to share with you that, you know, he actually ended up taking his life. And, um, you know, he had had epilepsy and had a really, really, really rough life and just going through a lot, a lot of trials. But he ended up taking his life. And so that was the same day, you know, and my, I think my mom was only maybe 27 at the time and, you know, had lost two babies and then just lost her father. So her heart was broken. Her heart was completely broken. And she even you know, would scream out to God that she didn't want to live anymore. You know, this, this brokenness. But we're here to say this morning that Jesus cares. He loves you. He never wanted you to go through that pain. But he is the healer. He is the healer. He's the redeemer. He's the restorer. And as my mom went on with time, you know, she knew, oh, here's something really practical. She knew the best thing that we can do for ourselves sometimes is to help someone else. Because there's always someone else who's going through something even worse. And sometimes you might not, like we said, people can hide a lot of pain behind a smile, but hey, there is always, sometimes we don't know everything someone else is going through. But there's always someone else. So we need to look for ways. How can we serve? How can we help? And, I mean, this church is an awesome place to plug in. It does something for us. She started, you know, helping with the kids' ministry and helping just looking for ways to try to serve and be a blessing. And then she would also pray in the Holy Spirit. She would pray in tongues. She'd make herself every single morning for at least an hour. You know, just she, and she didn't feel like it. But she would make herself pray in the Holy Spirit. Why? Because that's the way we live a life of power and a life of freedom. And as we pray, he can, he can bring healing Healing, healing to our heart, amen? So if you're dealing with a broken heart this morning, guess what? There's healing for you. There's restoration for you. And um, we also, we need some good faith friends, amen? And my mom, she still desired to have more children. And she still had that great desire. And there's a lot of people that say, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that again. Don't do that. But you know, she um, one of her friends actually you might know her. Her name's Patsy Caminetti. and just an awesome woman of God. Her and her husband they're uh, currently the Rama directors over Rama Australia. Amazing woman of faith. Well, you know they were uh, good friends at the time, and so they prayed the prayer of agreement together. And you know, Patsy had my mom take out a piece of paper. rip it off, and they made a contract with God, and they wrote it down, and they wrote the date, and they wrote, you know, what they agreed, and they wrote down, write down the vision, amen? They wrote it down, signed it, put the date on it, and then every time that the doctor would give a negative report, as my mom was going through the pregnancy, every time they said that the baby would have lupus or Down syndrome, every time she'd uh, you know have a nightmare during the night and a bad dream of just the same thing happening again. You know, she would call up Patsy, and she said, "No, no, no, pull out that contract. Pull out that contract. It's too late. It's the devil came too late. The devil came too late to change the mind of God. He came too late to change what God spoke to your heart. Amen. And then my mom also, God can use movies sometimes. <laughs> and you know, uh, she watched a movie at the time. And there is a phrase in the movie where the woman said, I will trust his promises. I believe his promises. And that just spoke to my mom's heart. She said, I have God's promise against hope. Believe in hope. Believe in hope. Keep on believing. Keep on believing. And you know John 11 it talks about how when Lazarus he was in the tomb what was it 4 days you know he was in the tomb for 4 days and then he went and Jesus he saw Martha he saw Mary and you know Martha said lord if everyone say if I said if you would have been here my brother wouldn't have died and the enemy works the same way today and don't try to say he wants us stuck back there in that big if of life. If I never went through that pain, if that never would have happened, if they never would have left me, if if I uh, wouldn't have failed, if I, if I would have gotten that promotion. He wants that you stuck. If I would have done it back then, stuck in that if. Why? There's no life back there. Do not look back. There's fear back there. There's torment back there. You can't go, you can, looking back never takes you back to change the past. But looking unto Jesus changes your now and changes your future, amen? He said, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. And then, um, and then, you know, uh, Jesus said, your brother will rise again. And then if if the enemy can't get you stuck in the ifs of the past, he's going to try to get you on the other spectrum, And Martha said, I know one day he's going to rise again. And he wants you stuck way out then. If he can't get you way back when, he wants you stuck way out. When that happens, I'll be happy. When I get married, when the kids move out, when I get that job, when, when I'm healed. No, you're healed now. Amen. And I love that Jesus, he brought it to the present. He said, I am the resurrection. I am the life. And then in verse 40, he turned that if around. He turned that if around. The ball's in our court. He said, if you would believe. Are you a believer? He said, if you would believe, you would see the glory of God. That's the goodness of God. So against hope, my mom kept on hoping. She believed. She kept on pulling out that contract. And there, nine months pregnant, went to the hospital, and she said the moment that she heard that baby cry, it was the most beautiful sound she had ever heard it was me <laughs> but I cried you know actually she tells me I'm an ugly tr- crier which is true you don't want to see me cry I'm like eh, yeah okay <laughs> but oh um, you know God's faithful he's able he's the healer of the brokenhearted. whoo there's victory for you there's life for you and I'm I'm trying to be respectful of your time, but is it okay to have a moment of ministry right now? Would that be all right? I just believe that there's some women here tonight that, you know, God's saying it's time to let go of the past. It's time to let go of the ifs of the past, amen? And then also, Jesus is the healer, and He's here this morning, and He wants to heal some hearts this morning. He wants to, and He's the God of restoration. And I believe God wants to restore your joy this morning. Who he wants to restore your joy. He wants to restore your joy, amen? He gives beauty for ashes. We believe, we count God faithful. If we believe, we rejoice, amen? So if that's you this morning, if there has just been some things that it has been hard for you to let go of in the natural, some pain from your past, God cares, Remember, he didn't want you to go through that pain, but he's the healer. He's the healer. He's the restorer. So with every eye closed right now.